Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course on rest culture as i said though joined by michael hamper michael sidwick enjoying a well-earned week off to look ahead to nxt tonight and a stacked show granted we only know it's stacked because this has already been taped uh thankfully we haven't read any spoilers though but lots to look forward to on tonight's nxt and we should probably start not with the nxt women's championship or the nxt men's championship but with a story that suddenly got a lot more interesting Adam Cole, he is presumably going to respond to the brutal attack he suffered by Kyle O'Reilly at the end of last week's show uh, off the back of his victory over Bronson Reed. But this has suddenly developed into a lot more of an intriguing story than we realised. Yeah, so it's probably a good thing that this NXT was taped because it means that the audience won't be chanting the initials of another Florida-based <laughs> organisation. Um yeah, so Adam Cole, what we know about Adam Cole currently is that he's got a gentleman's agreement to work through to SummerSlam, I think, or SummerSlam weekend. Yes. You know, presumably this takeover against Kyle O'Reilly. And that we also know that Adam Cole is a proper gentleman, isn't he? So he's going to honour every inch of this deal. He's not, there is no um, sudden jump, no Lex Luger on Nitro coming the way with Adam Cole. He says, hopefully we'll live into existence, Adam Cole debuting on Dynamite this week. But, you know, like theoretically, Adam Cole is here for the duration of the time you shook a hand on. And then who knows what after the fact. Now that that story is out there, as you say, it adds an added dimension to this Cole O'Reilly decider, which I guess is how it'll be pitched, even though, as Adam Cole pointed out, it's 1-0, job done. I don't know <laughs> what he's talking about, I didn't lose. Um, this is the decider. It's the one we always predicted Kyle O'Reilly would win. But if we take away the Adam Cole to AEW element out of this story, I thought the execution of Kyle O'Reilly's attack last week was so poor that it bordered on baby-facing Cole. <laughs> so if there is going to be a response tonight, if Cole is even good to go, if he's going to be in the neck brace, 
they need to graft their bollocks off to make sure that there is a clear heel and a clear babyface going to this takeover. Word is out and NXT will be back live next week and takeover will be live a couple of weeks later. And if this really is Adam Cole's swan song or his farewell programme, or even if we end up knowing nothing more than we do today, there will be a feeling in the air that this will be something of a a farewell programme for Cole. So sentiment is going to be high. Sentiment Mm. is going to be with him. There's going to be that feeling of how it used to be when wrestlers would go off to the main roster, where it's impossible to make them heels on the final night because everybody knows that this is the end. That's going to hang in the air. The challenge that NXT might have in the next two to three weeks is to make Kyle O'Reilly the 100% babyface from this story. Mm. Because if this is Adam Cole's goodbye, it's going to be an incredibly bittersweet one. Absolutely, yeah. You sense that maybe this week or maybe in the coming weeks, there's going to be a, either by one of the two men or by Regal, a this town ain't big enough for the both of us sort of mm. stipulation effectively. Is there any chance, just whilst we're talking about the topic, is there any chance you think that, that WWE convinces Adam Cole to stay? I know we've read reports that you know they've been offering him all sorts of deals and he's now started turning them down rather than, like you say, uh, just signing a new contract to take him. He's just said, well, look, let's finish up what we got going on and I can maybe put Kyle over at TakeOver. But I mean, we, me and Andy talked about this. It's like, oh, all of his best friends and his missus are with another promotion. It's going to take a moving in heaven and earth to keep him in WWE from now on, it seems. But he should absolutely force them into trying, shouldn't he? Um, Adam Cole is a guy completely untainted by A, a move to the main roster that would have in any way dampened his aura. B, a humiliating loss of NXT in the Wednesday Night Wars. And C, the kind of mishandled split of the Undisputed Era. You watch Adam Cole come out every week and somehow he has been Teflon to all of that. He feels like the brand's biggest star still. He feels like a level above NXT to the point where I don't, I don't know if this is exactly a fair comparison, but he suddenly, well, last week, all the fun was Danny Bryan and CM Punk at the same time. And then we start getting a bit excited about a third man. Not in the way of an NWO, but what if they had one more? Adam Cole fits that profile, doesn't mm. he? Three, three signings. Like all of a sudden, seems like wrestling seems to like things in threes. And it seems like he's just slotted into that, that spot. Um, so he's got to use that leverage. The last time I remember any discussions about Adam Cole's contract, it was that he wasn't being paid enough, quite frankly. Yeah. He was bundled in with those NXT deals that sounded embarrassing, considering that this is now a weekly television show and it demands rights fees, if it indeed does demand those fees. But theoretically, if it does, everybody should be on better wages than they are. I hope he's bending them over. Honestly, like I hope he's taking anything he can out of the very, very best offer. Um, from the outside, it looks like he's loved working with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, but can that compare to working with Britt Baker and the Young Bucks? I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Um, and what he's got to know is what there is left for him to do. What only makes this story all the more of a perfect wrestling storm is that as soon as somebody pitches the idea of Adam Cole and AEW to you, you immediately think, well, this is sort of ideal because he's wrapped up all of his business in NXT mm. and he'll never have to even start any on Raw or SmackDown. The story is captivating and it's kind of made a grand payoff between Cole O'Reilly, the least interesting element. They've got yeah. a job on their hands to not make the angle more about Cole's departure 
than O'Reilly's ascension. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on with it so we can watch Adam Cole in AEW. And I also yeah. like the fact that when you said that, you said he hasn't got any main roster. I was like, well, he did have a match on the main roster, but it, it was against Dan- Daniel Bryan. So, I mean, that's, he'd still do that in the other, the other the, company. The one man that would have found Adam Cole too small was busy arguing with Saudi Arabian authorities for cash on tarmac. So he couldn't get in the way of Adam Cole having a great night. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Obviously, this week won't directly relate to it if everything's in the can, unless they've taped something after the fact to, to drop in. Maybe called by the pool again. We've seen him before. Um, Are we going to get on. a callback to one of my favourite ever angles, which was, of course... I think it was Michelle McCall and Layla, and they had that thing where it was the promo, and she went, "Next week, loser leaves the WWE." Like that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was in. I assume they were going to just switch shows with one, and then they went, "No, I'm off." Yeah. See you later. So it's going to be next week, loser leaves, and he's going to say the words NXT, but it's just going to be Poochie. I'm sorry, now I have to go. <laughs> Oh man, I tell you what, if that was the case, I'd want to go with Adam Cole to his home planet because there must be some handsome people up there. Oh, planet oh. full of Adam Coles, forget about it. Oh my god, yeah, you just you just know that Ricky Starks is is somewhere on that <laughs> planet as well, isn't it? Absolute peace planet. Um, right, let's also talk about the NXT champion, the undefeated NXT champion, of course, <laughs> uh, lost last night to uh, Keith Lee on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he's going to address Samoa Joe. Which makes a lot of sense because that's building to one of the biggest matches in recent takeover memory. Yeah, it's a good job this match was already booked last week. Otherwise, we'd have the third pro- uh, program in a row where a heel champion says no to a challenge, wouldn't we? <laughs> um, this this one is already locked and loaded for takeover. Uh, what else is there left to say? Karrion Cross is going to come out on this NXT probably and suggest that Samoa Joe is washed up or that he. He's got ideas above his station, or he should have kept his office job, or all that, you know, whatever. Because Karen Cross is the young, dominant, indestructible face of NXT, and Samoa Joe is the guy that represents the old guard, all that NXT used to be before the likes of Karen Cross walked the earth, stalked the territory. Hmm. Um, and we're not going to buy a single thing about it because his record is one and two on Monday Night Raw. So it's like Soz. Get the belt off him at TakeOver. Get him off the show. It does not make sense. It's one of the few... I will say this, for all there are countless criticisms of the NXT to main roster transition and how wrestlers effectively have to start again, how they don't seem to want to exploit all the things that got these wrestlers over in NXT. And for all that's millions of complaints we've had over your Bailey's, your Sassages, your Sami Zayn's, etc. Karen Cross needs the cleanest break. I can't remember a time when you knew somebody was getting called up and the last bit of the NXT spell was so bad. Mm. I recall, well, for example, Sami Zayn was as good as up in January and he worked Nakamura in March. Bailey appeared at Battleground and worked Asuka in August. Like those are just two examples off the top of my head. Just because you knew they were gone, it didn't remotely betray what they were doing in NXT because there was still care and attention paid. This goose is cooked. And that belt needs putting on some mojo. It, like if if they could, and if this wasn't all in the can, I'd honestly bring this forward to next week. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even have this go to takeover. I'd have Joe beat him and then like knock out some surprise challenge for takeover or something because he's he's a finished cross is a finished article on the show. Mm. 
Yeah, he's he's what I like to call a reverse Kevin Owens who went up to the main <laughs> roster whilst the NXT champion and beat John Cena. Oh, and then you've got Karen Cross getting cheated. But to be fair, he did cheat Jeff Hardy, but mm-hmm. and then just soundly beaten. <laughs> I keep like, what are they doing? <laughs> Honestly. Oh dear, but yes, it's gonna be that and then. Oh, maybe tonight. I presume it must be, actually, because me and Andy did the report. There must be a confrontation tonight. Spoilers, but not really spoilers, because we did a report about how they had to reshoot the bit because everyone was chanting Hardy. Yeah, I forgot about that story getting out. Yeah, right. So, yeah, he's going to he's gonna call out Joe for his theoretical failings um, and probably not taking seriously enough come the big match. Mm. That's dead. It just doesn't feel that big. It just doesn't feel that big, does it? Doesn't like it's dead. It's dead. My poor, my poor best friend's gonna have to say, "Oh, yeah, the fans there." He's saying he's he's hardly a challenger for him at takeover. That's what that's what they're saying, right, guys? <laughs> uh, hopefully tonight we also get a response from Raquel Gonzalez because I really liked. Well, I really like the fact that we're getting Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez. But like you said with other aspects of, of major feuds, they have to be careful with this, don't they? Because Raquel Gonzalez it hasn't gone the way we expected for her since she won that mm-hmm. title. No, I really wasn't a fan of the turn last week. I genuinely think a lot of people wanted to like that so much more than they actually could earnestly because it's been something that has been handled with care for the most part. The story has been um, very gradually developed and it was quite elegant for WWE and NXT about the way that they were building it into the matches. And it was kind of there before she even won the title and you were allowed to get excited and anticipate this. And then it was on a taped show, which is, I guess maybe they couldn't have got out of it if they really wanted to do it for this takeover, but the timing of it was unfortunate. The delivery of it wasn't great. Raquel Gonzalez wasn't, and, and didn't in the segment, which is as important, but wasn't in the build up to that coming across like such a big baby face that you could do this turn this is one of those occasions where I'm allowed to invoke Diesel. I know I do it in every podcast, but this is the one where I'm absolutely allowed because that's the playbook. It's always been the playbook. Big Mommy Cool, blah, blah, blah. Homework for the listeners. Survivor Series 1994, where Sean and Diesel split, is an elimination match that I know I've talked to your like, arse off about before, where Diesel where eliminates the whole the whole field. The whole field. Sean Michaels tags in, wants to tag, wants Diesel's done all the dirty work. There's only Razor left and then Razor ducks and Sean kicks Diesel and Diesel's been kicked three times, twice before at that point. And he's like, this is the last time. And he chases Sean off to the back. The fans are going bananas for Diesel the entire match. He's the top heel captain on the other side and they just cannot get enough of him. Raquel Gonzalez was nowhere near that and they've already pulled the trigger on the turn. And not only that, not only was she nowhere near, but she was kind of jawjacking with the audience when Kai turned. Mm. She was like, you bow down to me, I'm the goddamn champ. And then she turns around and she gets a boot in the face. So had the fans wanted, they could have cheered Dakota Kai for that. Mm. There's some like nice lines in there. Did Dakota Kai say something like, as long as you've got my, as long as I've got your back, you'll always be champion. As, yeah, like, as long as I'm by your side, I think it was something like that. Yeah, like I admire the fundamentals because I can, because I've seen them for months. But I just think in terms of timing and execution, they're kind of, wading through treacle a little bit. I want to have faith that this is the match that we all have been rooting for mm. Raquel Gonzalez to have on the night. Dakota Kai's great, real carry artist, underrated for it in NXT as well. Not that I'm saying Raquel Gonzalez needs carrying, but I just think it's high time she had a match 
of the standard we were starting to see and feel on her ascent. Um, and I hope Kai gives her it. Maybe they can heat this up. I don't know. I just, it didn't land as well as I think we all hoped it would. And maybe, I don't know. They haven't said where takeover is going to be either. If you put that in a building, I think it's going to be all right on the night. Mm. But inside the CWC, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, get it out of there. ASAP for me. Um, let's talk about what could be a contender for, for match of the night without question. Roderick Strong versus Bobby Fish. I mean, you always have to try hard to make this into a bad match, don't you? Yeah, it's really weird this because um, you're right. There's no reason why this shouldn't absolutely bang. They don't need much longer than 12 to 15 minutes and it'll be just perfect. Roddy Strong, you would expect to go over because of Diamond Mine stuff. But they've been inconsistent with Diamond Mine and that's really weird. Mm. Um, not only did Diamond Mine lose the tag match, I think it was, that featured Kushida and Bobby Fish. Yeah. But before that, Rust, was it? Beat Bobby Fish in like three minutes. Mm-hmm. So kind of neither of them <laughs> peaking. You've got Strong versus Fish, the first non-Cole like Cole O'Reilly Undisputed Era Civil War moment, and neither of them are particularly on the ascent. So I don't know. It's got to go to Roderick Strong, you would think. Yeah. Um, but they've, I think they've got to work to put the heat back in the angle. If Strong wins tonight, then I guess he gets Kashida. But did we ever imagine that Bobby Fish would just be a hurdle to the Cruiserweight title? I don't know. Again, it's another one like same with Kai Gonzalez. I think this will work on the night, but I don't know why they've been given such an uphill battle. I realise this is a real stretch here, but I'm, I'm dreaming here because we've got, we've got two things already on this show that are big thumbs up for me that we haven't even got to yet. Mm. Could I get a third? Could, please tell me this possible. Just tell me there's a chance, okay? No spoilers or anything like that. Could they put Malcolm Bivins on commentary, please? Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be fantastic. What a great idea. And I'm, you know, full disclosure, we're going like spoiler free into this. Mm. I cannot get enough of Bivins. And frankly, I haven't had enough of Bivins. No. I sense that's a feeling around Diamond Mine as well. Um, the whole excitement around that stable was it was a fairly satisfying reveal of one of their Gabo teasers. Um, <laughs> and lots of Lots of people suddenly felt like they were in the roles they were meant to be in, and it's not quite lived up to that yet. Like you could, you could really change that tonight. And that is the sound of Triple H throwing his headphones across the room, going, "Biffin's on commentary, Sean. Why didn't we think of that? Because it's already in." Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we've got... <laughs> what, what else has he taken from this podcast? Then, <laughs> give it Adam Cole a fair deal. Why didn't we think of that, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's very true. (laughs) Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Let's talk about one of the dream matches, a match that Michael Sidgwick has texted me, and I've definitely not made this up, to say this could be a match of the year contender because it is the grizzled young veterans <laughs> versus L.A. Knight. And Kerry Grant, baby, to This was settled brilliantly last week, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would. this was for you, wasn't it? Let's be honest. They've given you what you want. They've listened to our diligent reporting of NXT, even in some of the darkest times, and they've given you what you want, and I'm all for it too. Um, what I like about this, other than it's really pleasing, my friend, is that the Grizzled Young Vets were off the grid a bit. Yeah. They were looking a little bit lost. Um, this was such a lovely way to introduce them back into like NXT from an in-ring point of view. Uh, Knight and Grimes is a fascinating pairing as a team because obviously we've seen Cameron Grimes sort of get the better of this Butler situation. And you would imagine within the context of a wrestling match, LA Knight would want to get the better of him as a way as a way of revenge, basically. We've we've joked about how they could well do a match where it's like, if Knight wins, Grimes won't be his Butler anymore. <laughs> That's the grand, <laughs> the grand sort of irony of all of this. So I don't see... The LA Knight Cameron Grimes team being long for this world. And I feel like the Grizzly Young Vets desperately need a win. So I think it goes that way. But I would like to see development out of it, you know. Um, I don't just want this to be a win for the Grizzly Young Vets. I want it to be a win followed by momentum. WWE love building momentum. Let's say that this is them getting one foot back on the ladder. They've got one eye on MSK because they believe it's unfinished business, all that sort of stuff. Um, in the meantime, we're getting Knight and Grimes at the next takeover, in my opinion. And fair play to NXT for making the second match more anticipated than the first. I have to I have to tip my Cameron Grimes-sized hat to them for that because I had no interest in the ladder match. I didn't have a huge interest in the butler stipulation and I'm kind of willing to see them go one more time. And I'm assuming this tag match is all set to put those pieces in place. Well, exactly. I think, I think as much as I want, you know... Cameron Grimes to get the victory for his team and then to like, he's have this odd couple thing that I do actually think would would work as much as WWE goes that well with LA Knight and Cameron Grimes in the tag division. Like on paper, like you say, especially if you put it in an arena, granted you sort of have to break the takeover structure because generally I'm right in thinking the majority of the times they have five matches on takeover, not including the, the kickoff show. But this could shape up to be genuinely one of the biggest and best, and such a great return to form for NXT takeovers of all time. SummerSlam weekend, I hope, hopefully off the back of, you know, Cena Reigns, Goldberg, Lesnar. Uh, Goldberg, Lesnar? Not, not again. Goldberg versus Lashley <laughs> is what I meant to say there. Uh, Bel Air, Banks 2, et cetera, et cetera. You could have a takeover. You've already got 
Walter versus Ilya Dragunov too. I mean, that's automatic five-star bait. Cole's final match potentially against Kyle O'Reilly. Samoa Joe back in the ring against Karrion Cross. A grudge match between uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez for the women's titles. You put on MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets too. And oh, yeah. Knight versus Grimes with some stipulation around the million dollar championship. NXT's back, isn't it? It's not a bad card. It's not like this is what we, I think, week to week, this show um, undulates to a wild degree, quality wise. <laughs> the, the, the shows that we are full of praise for it seems like we're talking about a different brand to the ones that we criticize. Honestly, it's so bizarre. Um, but yeah, often when you lay out a takeover card, it does show you that. It, I, I go back and forth on NXT. I think it still is leaps and bounds better than the main roster. And oh, yes, yeah. I include a SmackDown in that. Like leaps and bounds better because when you put a takeover card together, what it shows you is that they've been telling you stories the last couple of months. You might not love the stories. Certainly not every chapter is perfect, but it's still a functioning pro wrestling brand compared to what we see on Mondays and Fridays. There's still like... Calling NXT the best of WWE is an indictment on WWE at present, but NXT probably isn't as bad as people say it is. I just think it's inessential. I think mm. if you boil it down, distill it to these cards that kind of arrive every sort of two or three weeks or a takeover lineup, you realise, oh yeah, they are still paying attention. They are still trying. And they've got to spin a lot of plates as well. Like you say, they've got all these established stars that they're trying to mix and mash into storylines. And they've also got new stars they're bringing through. And that brings me to another round in the NXT breakout tournament. It's Trey Baxter, who you may remember had a very entertaining match against Kushida a while back for the Cruiserweight Championship when he did his Open Challenge versus Joe Gacy, who uh, WWE.com tells me won a qualifier on 205 Live that I haven't seen. (laughs) But I will give him credit. I do enjoy these breakout uh, tournament matches because there's already been some people, not just Vink, there's already been some people, like an Odyssey <laughs> Jones, for example, who I've seen get some recognition off the back of this, and they deserve credit for that. Yeah. Um, it's I'm going to recycle my take from last week's breakout tournament. Um, well, the one guy that I saw have a half-decent squash with Kushida is probably going to win. That has been the tell of, I think, three of these breakout matches, is that you've seen them work at either Cole or Kushida or somebody else and quite enjoy the matches, um, which was Trey Baxter, as you say, in this case. So I would assume him to go through, and then at that point you have the semi-final of the people that we've seen mm, before. Yeah. And it might be might be a bit more unpredictable working out the um, breakout tournament from that point on, but these quarterfinals have felt... Um, fairly one note in terms of the results. Quality-wise, you just don't know, do you? That, I guess that's the point of a breakout tournament. If What hasn't happened in this tournament yet, and I kind of eagerly await it too, is that there's not been a case where one match has stolen an episode. Mm. And if, if anyone's going to break out of anything in NXT, it's of the good match territory, capital G, capital M. <laughs> you can't break out of the brand because like nobody's allowed to leave anymore. Um, and you can't break out into a title picture because they're very careful about who they put in these title matches, save for the oddly on rough type interruption. Um, so the only thing you can really do is break out in terms of a conversation and you have a match that people want to talk about the next day. We've not had that yet. So maybe that'll be tonight. I don't know. Um, I, I do think Trey Baxter will win because I yeah. just feel like you've got four wrestlers who we knew a little bit more about before the tournament started. 
I love it sometimes. Like you say, I agree. I think Trey Baxter's going to win tonight. No offense to Joe Gacy, but sometimes giving you giving a clue on the on the show itself as well because they're like, "Here's this guy. Look, it's Michael Hamlin. Oh my god, look at all this stuff. Oh, my name's Michael Hamlin. I think I'm going to be the next uh, next breakout tournament champion. Wow, what a guy! Let's look at his history." And they're like, "And this guy's called Adam. Okay, uh, they're going to be facing later." On. <laughs> It's, it's all like it's a bit of a clue sometimes. But it, it, you Joe, Joe, up. Gase, Joe Gase is the one in the I'm on a boat video that doesn't get picked instead of TP. <laughs> if you're going to recycle stuff, I'm going to recycle what I said on the Raw preview yesterday and just replace MVP with the words Ikemenjiro. It is not a good night to be them because Rich Bloody Holland's on the warpath. The NXT version of DMD is Ridge Bloody Holland. And <laughs> gonna get battered out of his own jacket. It's gonna be great. I want, like, I, I've warmed to Ikimajura very, very quickly. He wrestles in a coat. That's my cup of tea. I want him to get thrown around like he was the coat himself. Like, as Adam <laughs> Nicholas always says, the empty yes. tracksuit, this is the full suit jacket. I want him to get thrown around in it. And then I want Ridge Holland to put it on and then pull the arms clean through. I want it to, like, hook. Hulk smash through the blazer and uh, I confirm a first win that he's very much back and the kings of NXT are to be feared. From, from being from a place near Ridge Bloody Holland in, in Derbyshire, <laughs> all, all I'm hoping for tonight is sort of emerging of my family life growing up and, and now my experience as a wrestling. So he, he gets on the mic and he instead of saying like, tonight, Ikem and Jiro, I'm going to beat your head in or whatever. And I'm going to do this for, for, for the grumpy bastards that I've aligned myself with. He goes, Ikem and Jiro, tonight, take your coat off or you won't feel benefit. And then he's just going to cave his head in. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if that's niche or not, but I love it. So I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, Right, Hit Row, Legado del Fantasma. They've had their issues in recent weeks, of course. Uh, Legado cost Hit Row last week against Imperium. Uh, so tonight it's uh, Shanti Adonis and Top Dollar versus Mendoza and Wild of del, uh, Legado del Fantasma. But it's all really, I suppose, Hamlet about Swerve and Escobar on the outside. Yeah, um, can't express quite how much I despised that this feud was used to sacrifice Hit Row to Imperium last week. Despised it a great deal. Um, but... There's end games here, isn't there? There's this hopefully decent standard tag match followed by the expected um, North American Championship match as Swerve um, and Escobar go again, but this time on the other side of the tracks to Swerve. Um, I don't know. I assume a hit row victory, but only because of the rules of 50-50. They really didn't need that loss last week. Really, really didn't need it. Um I wouldn't say things are perfect, but things are still trending upwards for Hit Row as an act. The babyface turn has been cemented, which welcomes people to cheer it. Um, the performances are still really, really strong and really, really committed. The in-ring's getting better, so I would hate to see them lose this, even if it's to build genuine belief that Escobar is going to beat Swerve, because I don't think any of us are really buying that, are we? Mm. It doesn't feel like Swerve's in any proper danger here in this title. Although, like, Escobar used to beat him all the time. The times have changed, and I don't think Swerve's in any danger. But I think Hit Row just can't really absorb another loss this soon. I was really, really disappointed that Imperium got the win last week. So I hope that's rectified this week. And it's yeah. just, I don't know, like, just let Hit Row win so that Swerve can say, oh, and by the way, you won't beat me anymore. Because when you used to beat me, it was because you had your mates that could cheat for you. 
well, I figured that game out and my mates are better than your mates. That's fairly straightforward, isn't it? You prove yeah. the mates prove it in the tag match and I'll prove it in the singles match. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I, I hope that's the direction that they go in. Right. Oh, let's get to it then. I, I just Googled this as you were talking there. Um, because I often sit here and say, oh, if you'd have told me a year ago, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I've just Googled it. And near enough, 30th of July, pretty much a year ago. Do you know what Dexter Loomis was doing? Oh, um, empty or oh, the darkest timeline of NXT. Go on, no, tell me. Was he, he nearly going to challenge Adam Cole? He was flipping over the top rope to uh, break his ankle. Yes. Oh, on, a, on a taped high spot as well. Yeah, he uh, he was in a triple threat the... match to qualify for the North American Championship ladder match. Right. He choked oh. out Timothy Thatcher. God. Oh, in the empty full sale. Mm-hmm. Oh. How did, how did they lose the war? How did they lose the war? This, this show. I'd ever eyes leave on, lose on that show as well. Oh, to Imperium. Good, good. God uh, damn it, man. <laughs> so anyway that was a year ago and now i'm sat here with you going oh my god they better bloody do what i want them to do here and that is have dexter loomis win a quote love her or leave her match against johnny gargano to have the opportunity to date indy hartwell now i know i'll just get this out of the way very problematic having you know Johnny Gargano be like the person saying, well, you have, you have to get through me if you're going to get anywhere near her. She can make her own decisions. But <laughs> Johnny Gargano is so good at this. He's made this work. And again, I'm just going to repeat it. I've never wanted Dexter Loomis to win a match more. Johnny Gargano is as good at that as you are at this because you phrased it as, you know, Dexter Loomis wants to win the opportunity to maybe date. Uh, Indy Hartwell. They've not said that. She might as well be up the top of a ladder that they have to climb up. The way they, the way they've positioned it. Let's be honest. Like you, you've added some very, right, very yeah. important, very important language to a stipulation that they can't be asked with. But you're right. Gargano was just knocking it out of the park last week in that backstage segment. Indy Hartwell. Their get out of jail was that Indy Hartwell booked the match herself. So the idea was she was putting herself up and that she's not Gargano's property and all that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, so if it was tapping out Timothy Thatcher this year, it's got to be tapping out Johnny Gargano now, isn't it? Like, he's got to get it done. The payoff demands it. The payoff demands that Index come together at long last. I don't need, I don't need a twist. I don't need Indy Hartwell arranging all of this just so she could screw with Dexter Loomis because oh, no. that's very... That's very dated Russo stuff. Bloody women. That, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the low blow at the end. Like, NXT has a golden opportunity here to do something nice. People gravitated towards Index. They've liked it from the beginning, and a beginning that included Dexter Lemus carrying her backstage when she was knocked out and then has not known where she was for two weeks. It, like, people have really, really gravitated towards this whole thing, and... Gargano, I I really like what's happening in the way, and I think it's substantially funnier if either Indy Hartwell wants to leave it all behind to follow like a new start with Dexter, or even better, Dexter has to become the awkward fifth man because (laughs) 
I quite like the, the stuff they do where like, so two weeks ago, Austin Theory lost that match and he was like, yeah, I know what you mean, Johnny. I haven't slept for a week. And Johnny was like, well, you, you probably should have gone to sleep. And then last <laughs> week he was just getting ignored because Johnny Gargano was so obsessed by all this. So he just left without anybody noticing. Gargano and LeRae's interactions are just priceless as mm. always. I think you had Loomis that mix. There's yet more potential for this to run in all the best ways. So um, don't ask me the details of the segment because I don't know them and that's that's their problem. But um, I just just do the nice thing. This isn't on a takeover. So you haven't, for whatever reason, you haven't deemed it worthy of the, the big super show. It's just a TV thing. It's just an angle people like. Give us what we want. Mm. In the words of the oft quoted on this podcast, Alan Partridge, and there's necking. Yeah, <laughs> that, that bit of necking. Yeah, like that moment with uh, Otis and Mandy Rose was wonderful yeah. at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think Austin Theory plays into the finish here, perhaps, with his interactions with both eyes? He's not best pleased with Johnny Gargano, it would seem. Oh. So I'd, I'm not suggesting like a, like a run any type thing where he screws Johnny or anything like that. But miscommunication, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's his character. He's thick as big. So <laughs> botched, botched interference is sort of par for the course. So I certainly, I don't think they're going to be on the nose. Austin Theory is sick of Johnny Gargano's leadership, but I think they could well, it, it feels teased, doesn't it? That mm. there's going to be some dissension in the ranks. Um, so yeah, very possibly. So in conclusion here, the Lover or Lever match, Dex Lumis versus Johnny Gargano. What you're saying, Michael Hamlet, is the winner gets a fling. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, it's a more valuable prize than that plastic crown. So, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts on the Lover or Lever match on all of NXT tonight. Uh, intriguing show, uh, like you say, despite the fact it's already in the can. <laughs> it's going to be even more interesting to see what happens next week, let's just say. Uh, but let us know your thoughts at What Culture WWE on Twitter. Watch today, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. I'm me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, already out right now, you can check out our review of Monday Night Raw, which was a lot of fun to record. And of course, if you subscribe, our review of NXT, which will be out tomorrow, is going to be in your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the NXT preview. My thanks to Michael Hamford. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 